Hello and welcome to Master the Moment. I'm Joe. And I'm Christian. And Joe and I are the co-founders of the Culinary Executive Mastermind. And in this podcast, Joe and I are going to share with you our knowledge, our experience, and our expertise to help you to create a better life for yourself, for your family, for your career, and for your business. Hello and welcome once again to Master Your Story. We're here with myself, Joe, and Chef Christian, and Chef Jerry as our special guest. Chef Christian, take it away. Yeah, thank you, Joe, and uh, good to see you, Chef Jerry. How have you been? Good, good. It's good to be back, guys. Thank you. Good, good. Good to have you back. Yes, be excited to have you back and, and talk about a big venture you're up to and, and the big event you're hosting in the middle of the month. But before we get going, how are things going at the university? How are, are things with the students coming back? It's getting better every day. I think the world hopefully is getting a little better every day and trying to get back to normal a little bit, best it can. Yep. Uh, so a lot of uncertainty out there, but uh, I think everybody takes it in stride. And, uh, you know, we all are in wait and see mode, but as far as we're concerned as a university, uh, come fall. So next, um, semester, uh, the university system of Georgia is 100% hell bent on being 100% back to normal. So we'll see how that goes. That's what we're planning for. I that, call that, that the awesome. new normal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and how are things going with your staff? Are you guys a hundred percent? How, uh, what capacity oh, are you guys running? No, I'm I'm not even at fifty percent right now, and it's it's killing me. Now the good news is the uh, university is letting us hire uh, mm-hmm. when last uh, semester, obviously in twenty twenty, but they've opened it up because they do want us all to be a hundred percent going into the fall. Uh, but we can't get anybody to uh, apply. Um, you know, it, we don't need to go into all the politics and all yep. the, the opinions about that. But you know, people just aren't wanting to work right now. But I think people are still a little scared. I'm hoping with summer. Sure. Everybody will kind of get their feet back under them and, mm-hmm. you know, get a little outside in the sunshine and, and maybe get back to whatever our new normal is going to be. So we're trying to hire up, but right now it's not good, but I'm get, we're getting through it. We're going to make it. It's pointing in the right direction. Yeah, I agree. It, I, yeah. I just think we need to take it every day as we always say, you know, it's, it, let's make tomorrow better than we had today. And let's see how our industry kind of copes with all of that and how we come through it. But I, I also... Uh, want the listeners to know, Chef Cherry, talk to them a little bit about the, the size of your location. What do you guys do? Because a lot of people know about your university, but I don't think they know the inner working. So maybe you could take a few minutes and just run us through it. What do you guys actually do? Yeah, sure. So uh, Georgia Southern University, um, we're kind of the new big thing in Georgia, believe it or not. Um, of course, the University of Georgia the Bulldogs will still be number one. And um, mm-hmm. I better say that because I'm married to a Bulldog. Uh, and if I want to stay married, I'm going to say that, but, uh, 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 you know, we, we picked up a couple other locations, uh, smaller campuses and stuff here, um, this last couple of years. So we're pushing 30,000 students right now. And that, wow. that could be eclipsed in, going into the fall. Um, enrollment is up for sure. Um, now, so we, we are growing and, uh, you know, we are division one sports and stuff and, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, we're not great at football, but, uh, we're okay. And we're, we're getting there. Um, so we get a lot of national coverage and ESPN covers and all that fun stuff. But as far as dining goes, 
Uh, we are self-operating. I personally run the second largest dining facility in this country. Wow. Uh, it is almost 100,000 square feet. Uh, it's over 10 restaurants in one, uh, basically. Uh, it, we, back when we're normal, uh, serve over eight to 9,000 entries, as we call them, a day. Yeah. And um, I'm, we do a lot of action stations, a lot of made to order. We do, um, you know, surf and turf and stuff like that. So we give the, the students a really good variety. Um, we meet every needs of allergens, um, stations, vegans have been the vein of my existence as a chef my whole career, but I have finally succumbed to them and, and I take care of the vegans now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, yeah, no, dining is going well. Our retail is going well. The only thing I can say that's not going well is we, we have these stupid little robots. I don't know if you guys have heard of Starship. Yeah. Uh, that they're, they're big in Ivy League schools and stuff up there. But I like both probably where you guys live in schools. But um, that tech isn't really taking off. But um, our, our food truck is still doing really well. I took over it um, to help us to help our dining out. And uh, the food truck is doing strong. And, and um, everybody's happy with what I'm doing. We're just trying to save catering now. Uh, we need to get people yeah. back in groups where catering can make a living but um georgia southern yeah we 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 have nine outlets 10 or 12 outlets total with our retail uh the only thing we got rid of was uh concessions and good riddance for that one if you ask me that's good. amazing Sharp, so we call it sharpen your pencil and that's all you <laughs> yeah. did yeah you know? so looking at um so how long have you been at the university chef uh six years and what are the dining trends? How did things change from six years to now? You know, obviously not, you know, with COVID, but what did you see the biggest shift was for the students coming in? Well, every year is different. Um, you have to learn you, trends for us, I think. And I think this goes for most uh, higher education. I don't think it's just um, Georgia, but, you know, knowing your demographic, uh, and you know we get students from all over the world we have a lot of uh, we have a huge african um population we do have an uh, quite a large international student body overall um but you you have they're, they're different every year uh the freshmen obviously are required to have dining plans and that's how i make yeah. my money and how i get paid uh so you know you're getting a whole different group every year and that's obviously your biggest class so you're you're learning yeah. them every year uh, here in Georgia, in middle Georgia, you know, I call it the Bud Light demographic. You know, they all come from the small town, middle Georgia, where they have the three basic things. They have a McDonald's, they have the crappy little Mexican restaurant, and they have a China star or whatever. And that's all they know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what I've taken on challenge when I got there six years ago is they had some empty spaces that weren't being utilized and they were very, they were lacking diversity, um, you know, they just did, you know, everybody wanted breakfast and now they have, I have a ramen noodle bar, you know, I, I had to educate the students on, um, on food. You know, I, I came from a five-star background. So when I came in, I wanted to make it five-star, but you can't really do that when you're doing 8,000 people <laughs> a day. Uh, I, I had to learn that the hard way, uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, but there's still ways around it. And, and just like I mentioned, the surf and turf station, which is crazy popular obviously you know you go pick out your own piece of meat and you're and it gets cooked to order with butters or seasonings and and um you know that that people are like you can't afford to do that i said okay watch me 
And it yeah. actually lowered my food cost because now they're standing in line for that surf and turf instead of going over the pizzas and trying to get a half of a pizza and throwing half of it away or going to get wings and throwing mm-hmm. a pound of wings away because they're waiting in line to get that, that steak or that seafood. So it actually lowered my cost. So it was kind of one of those um, nice times I could see a go, I told you so. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, every year you just have to, you kind of go with ebbs and flows and learn your new, your new student body. And, and we're on our fifth president, unfortunately. Um, I think Georgia Southern is kind of a stepping stool for presidents. Uh, and then they go off to bigger schools. Uh, so the expectations change a little bit sometimes, but yeah. you know, being self-opting, we're able to adapt and it's, it's nice to be able to adapt that quick and, you know, we have that ability to do it. Right. So you, you are obviously a, a, um, a, a classically trained chef. You went to Johnson and Wales. How do you hire? What is your criteria bringing in talent into your university? Right now, if you can breathe and walk. Uh, but, no, but, you know, before uh, that, that is one thing that was definitely lacking. Um, when I came in, uh, you know, it was just high school education. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, you know, type people uh, that had no physical, you know, mm-hmm. formal training. And uh, the first thing I said was, is we need talent in here. Uh, I understand not everybody can be talent. Uh, so I actually hired in some awesome, awesome sous chefs who have now moved on to have moved on to be executive chefs, uh, you know, kind of homegrown bragging there, but uh, mm-hmm. at least, at least my talent on the top end, I was able to get a very high high quality talent and it's hard to get talent uh, when when you're doing batch type cooking and stuff like we do um but when i give them free reign and i let them play with some special events and stuff they they, you know they they enjoy that so uh that that's kind of the lore and and i was able you know i I still i still have down my my chef de cuisine who i share an office with we call her my uh work wife and um she literally does my job. I, I do. She's the best I've ever had. I've had her for two years now and I don't think I've worked in two years. And, you know, people laugh. They're like, you know, when do you cook? I was like, I don't, I don't even play with knives anymore. I just play with numbers and it's great. And it's great. Mm-hmm. So yes, to have the talent on top is, is awesome. And that's, that's where I can focus on the talent. And then they are very good at doing, you know, the stuff on the lower end stuff mm-hmm. uh, for the talent. How does the students uh, organically grow? The freshmen that came in and then when they turned to sophomores and then do you see a trend in food that that's what kind of helps dictate the menu for the following year? Because, you know, that's one quarter of your audience. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I did a lecture for the College of Business uh, yesterday morning and um they were all about juniors in there, mm-hmm. you know, so they hadn't been there really in two years. And so they saw what subtle changes we had made, you know, cause every year I changed something. I mean, it can't be the same every yeah, year. I think so. Uh, the, the, the big hurdle that I have with my building is that, um, uh, is athletics. I, I take care of mm-hmm. athletics, athletics cause they don't have their own, um, facility. So uh, of course they, they're, they're at my place and we really had focus on their nutrition and stuff like that. So they kind of, you know, we, we, we cater to, to them more, almost more than anything, which is not fair gotcha. to the rest of the student body, but it's herd mentality. 
they 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 follow the athletes, obviously, uh, especially the football players. And uh, but at, at the end of the day, my most popular s- station is um, Chicken Fingers and Mac and Cheese. <laughs> you know, no matter what I give yeah. them. But you know, and that's going to be every year. But um, yeah, you, I mean, you see a different trend every year. Right now, I mean, people are just happy with a sandwich, and it's it's really mm-hmm. weird and depressing. Yeah, there was actually, uh, I was wondering what does dining look like right now on your, in your campus? We didn't know going into the fall, we didn't know if we're going to open, we didn't know how long we'd open, how many we'd lit in. So we, we started, they, they're like, what are you going to do? What do you do? You have to do something. So I came up with a, you know, it's a, it's a to-go system, which we didn't do because we're, we're an all-access yep. program. You know, uh, you can come in as many times as you want a day. So we it got limited to back to swipes. So um and we had to really watch um contact was my biggest thing. Um mm-hmm. so everything became uh, very minimally contacted. Uh we had to go to some pre-made stuff, we had to kill the action stations, which which really hurt. I've sent brought a couple back, I just do them like one or two days a week. Uh, I brought in some retail stuff. I do sushi. I bring in um, about four or 500 rolls of sushi a couple times a week and just give them away. Um, it's just, I just look at it as a costume business, but it's all to go um, right now. Uh, so they, they, and we let them have extra boxes really as much as they want. So they can go, you know, if they can't make it back for dinner per se, they can take an extra box with them, go back to their dorm or study and, and they're still fed and, and taken care of. But and they've really enjoyed that. Um, but th- so in fall semester, nobody sat in a dining hall. This semester, they're sitting. They're still using the go boxes, but they're sitting more and more. So yeah. people are getting more and more comfortable. But they do a great job wearing the mask. Georgia, it's not mandated, uh, mm-hmm. but the university is mandated. Uh, and the kids do a great job wearing the mask coming in. Obviously, you can't wear a mask when you're eating, but the, the kids do a really good job. And I'm very proud of them for how they take precautions. They don't social distance, but they'll at least wear their mask. Yeah. Sounds like you've adapted very well then. We're, yeah, we're pretty proud I, of it. Yeah. Georgia tech is actually coming Friday to see how I'm doing things right now. So Good. I'm going to brag there. I got a school of Georgia tech. How to do it. Set the bar. Hey, you've correct. set the bar. I gotta and that's Georgia. really, I <laughs> and I, I'm a big believer. That's the key to everything we do is, is, you know, how do we pivot and how do we come out of, you know, COVID or any other circumstance. And you you have a really innate ability to to kind of go with the flow and make it work. And and I love the story you told us about sushi, giving back to the students yeah. and still give them an experience. And and uh, I really admire that. That's great. There, there's another passion you have and there's another event you have coming up. So be excited to support you around that. But tell our listeners a little bit what the backstory is, what the event is all about, what do, uh, what can they expect and, and how, how can they support it? Real easy. I am a recovering alcoholic and that's okay. Mm -hmm. I'm very happy. And I can almost say proud to say that, um, because that word recovery, um, I have been uh, addicted to alcohol and, and ruining my life and, and killing myself for the last 26 years. And almost a year ago, um, I luckily had a little awakening and, and I was able to receive help mm-hmm. and I am flourishing and I am doing um, very well in the recovery community. I'm, I'm in high standings in the recovery community. Thank and um, thank you. Thank you. Uh, 
but my biggest thing is, if, you know, you try to find your way through recovery and what your, your worth is and your self-worth and you go through some ebbs and flows with your recovery every day. We take it day by day, as we say. Yeah. And, um, and we literally have to take it day by day. But um, one thing I really wanted to do was figure out, because every day I see miracles in meeting rooms and every day mm -hmm. I see tragedy. In, in meeting rooms i saw a really bad one this uh, past weekend with a, a man that's been sober and he's older for 10 years had a relapse mm -hmm. and I, it just broke my heart i was heartbroken mm -hmm. so i see that stuff every day too you see the good and the bad and uh you know i was like you know there's so much struggling going on and being in a college town obviously drinking and drugs is a big thing around here um i know a lot of the police officers and stuff um heroin is a big thing here in this town right now but yeah the thing about when it comes to addiction and people that are addicted, whether it's drugs or alcohol, whatever, um, we don't have true numbers because it's not like we walk around with a sign around or mm -hmm. I'm an alcoholic. You know, we don't take the census and say, hey, make sure you, you check me for, you know, a drug dealer or whatever. So we don't really know how bad it is. But when you're in recovery, you see it and you know how to identify it and people need help. And a lot of people will talk a big game, but nobody, once they get out of the rooms and makes them feel good and they go out back in the community, luckily they're doing their thing, but they're not helping anybody else. And I said, I, that's what I got to do. Um, that's my calling. That's why, you know, God, and I will say that word, um, God saved me for. And um, that's why he made me an alcoholic. It's one thing my sponsor and I talk about a lot. We're, we're both proud to be alcoholics mm -hmm. because we are giving back. We survived. We went through hell and we were able to survive and come out on the other end. And now it's our turn to give back and nobody really is doing anything like I'm doing. So what I'm trying to do is, is um, give back to the recovery community by helping people get scholarships to go to rehab. Rehab is very expensive. Mm -hmm. uh, but, um, you know, I have good insurance, but you're still, you know, huge co-pays it's anywhere from seven to nine thousand dollars a day usually go to rehab insurance doesn't pay for all that uh, and then there's your therapy afterwards and, and and that's where a lot of people lose in in relapses after rehab they they get out and they don't have anything or anybody to talk to and they go back to whatever they their addiction is mm -hmm. you know uh so i want to give people a chance to to have therapy and have better meeting places our our, our meeting places are antiquated and they need to be redone and, and updated and, you know, all that stuff's fun and great, but giving back is what it, it, it's, what it's all about. And what I have coming up, I said almost a year ago was the day I was saved. Um, on March 18th is my sobriety birthday and uh, it'll be one year and I will get my birthday. blue check. Thank you. Yeah. We call it our birthday and it is a very proud day. Um, I will be getting my first blue chip, which is amazing. We're, we're um, very proud of them. I keep all my chips in my truck to remind me every day when I get in there of what I've come through and what I've done. And uh, so what I've done is I've challenged everybody out there. If you know anything about my little venture, it's called Angels, Angels Anchors. I didn't realize it was such a tongue twister when I came up with the name. Uh, so, you know, we every day there's a national day of something, you know, there's probably even a national Austrian man day or something, here. <laughs> uh, you know, but every day there's, uh, there's October day. 26th. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I knew, you know, I knew, you know, uh, but you know, every day there's like five or six today is national day of dog poop or chocolate eating day or whatever. 
you know, so I said, what, what, why not? Why can't I have yeah. a national day? So I declared March 18th is national angels anchors day. And that is my sobriety birthday. And that is selfish as hell. And that's okay because it's important to me. And this is my cause. And this is what I'm doing. And I'm giving back. Damn it. So that is what I'm doing. So I am challenging everybody out there to give back. Now, obviously give however you want to me, to whatever, but if you can't give back to me, give to somebody. Give back mm-hmm. to the recovery, the substance abuse community in your state, in your town, in your country. I don't care if you're Austrian. I don't care if you're on the, in an RV in, on the left coast and in, in, in fishing. Okay, give back to your community. And I'm challenging everybody that day better do something. And mm-hmm. again, if it's not monetarily, then give your time. There right. is, if you, if you don't know, call me, look me up, DM me, whatever you need, text me, email me. I'm at Georgia Southern. I'm not hard to find. I'm a 300 pound, six foot guy with glasses <laughs> and a beard. You can't miss me. Um, you know, but uh, yeah. So I want everybody to get back on that day. Whether you, you help me out, That's awesome. whether you donate to my cause, whether you do it um, to your local substance uh, recovery places, or you just donate some time to, um, the red cross or the salvation army if you have a rehab facility call them up what they won't let you in because it's a hospital but what uh, you know call them see what they need do they need supplies do they need some toilet paper do the do the the, uh, patients need toothpaste call them up ask them donate some food to them they trust me they they live they need all that stuff so give back march 18th i am challenging everybody to give back to the substance community because what is what i have found out when I started this venture and thank you to both of y'all because I would not be here talking about this today if it wasn't for you. Besides you are both very good friends. You have your mentors of mine and you have pushed me to follow my passion and I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for you. So thank you both. I want to get that in there. More than welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, But you know, if you, you know, you got to give back. And if there's one thing that, that comes out of this is you're going to feel better about yourself. And if everybody gives back, yeah, we tell everybody, if everybody could go to a quote unquote meeting, I can't use the, the words because that's against the rules, but everybody knows what I'm talking about. If you go, if everybody could just go to that one of those meetings and you could feel what we feel in recovery and the self-worth and, and just the passion that it gives you inside and that you are surrounded. And if you're hurting, you are surrounded by people. If everybody could go to one of these meetings, the world would be a better place. We don't judge. We don't do any of this stuff. And we're all there for each other. Can you imagine what the world would be like if we all gave back? And gave back and support. And support. Mm-hmm. Support yeah. your brothers and sisters. We're chefs. We're in the restaurant business. I, you know, I, 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 you know, besides all the million things I have going on, I, 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 I'm helping all of our, you know, we have mutual friends. I'm, you know, I'm helping them out with their businesses. Yep. I'm making time for them. Before I came on this call, you know, I was, I was sending an email, doing some research for some people to give them some pointers. You know, we need to help our brothers and sisters mm-hmm. some way, somehow, no matter what. And if you yep. don't want believe in recovery, that's fine. Help a brother and sister anyway. Um, but what I find out is everybody talks about cancer. And cancer is a big yep. deal. Cancer has hit my family pretty hard, too. Substance abuse has hit my family even worse. I watched my father mm-hmm. die at 52 when I was 21 years old. I was at his bedside when we had turned the button off. I do not recommend that. Yeah. Uh, so what I've been finding out in my little venture is everybody has been touched yep. by substance abuse, mm-hmm. whether it's a friend or whatever. Um, it's it's touching lives just as much as cancer. 
and that has blown my mind. You, you know, it just shows how much of an alcoholic I really am that I was in denial of that for all these years. Well, now mm-hmm. I'm in denial of how bad of an epidemic it really is. And the pandemic hit us addicts even worse. And that's not being covered in the media. And that you know me what, what you just said, it's not being, it's not being uncovered. Mm-hmm. That's exactly and, and yep. for me, I, I think you said something, you know, I think as, as chefs and especially the stuff you went through, we have a really tough time kind of standing up and saying, hey, I'm doing this. So you called it selfish. I don't call it selfish. I think yeah. you give that holding a voice, you showing up for everybody else who struggles with it. And if that's not being put out there, people don't have the conversations. And for me, you, you know, that conversations are, are big. You need yeah. to find a way to open the doors for the conversations. And I think that event you're putting on is not just did you give this whole course a, a voice. You're really opening up the doors for the yeah. other people saying, hey, I, I need help. I, I struggle with this. I, I don't know how to get out of it. And just making yourself vulnerable and being there and showing up for people is huge. And, and uh, I want to congratulate you for that. Yeah, our hats go off to you. Well, my hat went, fell off. You know, <laughs> besides the, the help, what it is is trying to break down the barriers of that stigma yep. of being an alcoholic's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Trust me, being being an alcoholic's not a bad thing. I I'm a surviving alcoholic, and I am thriving now. I'm mm-hmm. a better father. I'm a better husband. I'm a better son. I'm a better chef. I'm a better person. Uh, you know, I'm thriving now. There's nothing wrong with the fact that I'm an alcoholic and I'm not one of those that's going to sit there and hide behind that anonymous word. Um, In fact, my podcast is called Anonymous No More Mm because I will be heard and I am not going to hide behind what I am. I'm proud of what I am. And I'm going to, you know, because of that. I I, I like, I like what he said and, and, and how you drive maybe for, for our listeners here, can you give somebody, you know, who's struggling with that? Give them the three things you do of what, what happened or is there a practice you have or a habit right. you have to kind of get through it, help the people which struggle with that. So what would you tell them is your best practice for lack of better words? There, well, I mean, obviously recovery is a 12-step program, but mm-hmm. we don't need to go in. Uh, the, the first step is what's most important. And that's admitting that you are powerless mm-hmm. over your addiction, whether no matter what it is. We're all addicts. It doesn't matter if it's alcohol, drugs, or gambling. And you know, we're all addicts. They're, they're you know, they're all diseases. And um, mm-hmm. if you can just admit that you have a problem, because that was my problem. Um, I didn't want to admit that I was, even though I knew I mm-hmm. was, I wouldn't admit it. Um, if you can admit that you are powerless over your addiction, you're halfway home already. So if you can just sit there and look at yourself in the mirror, you don't have to say to anybody else, just if you're struggling right now mm-hmm. and you're listening to this, just go in the bathroom, look yourself in the mirror. And can, do you, can you say to yourself, I'm an alcoholic. I need help. You're halfway there. You really are. That's all. I mean, that, and that will take so much weight off your shoulders. Um, that's really it because unless we can get people to that point, we cannot help them. Mm-hmm. You cannot help somebody who doesn't want to be helped. Yeah. Uh, luckily, I, I I wanted to be helped, uh, and it was a rough road. Even though I even though I voluntarily went to rehab, I asked to go to rehab. I said I was an alcoholic, and when you go in rehab, it's rough. The first time, and I could, I said I was an alcoholic. First time I sat in rehab and had to sit in a little group and say, "Hi, I'm Jerry. I'm an alcoholic." I about cried. I mean, it was frightening. It was terrifying. But um, yeah, if you can do that and admit to yourself 
just yourself that you're powerless over your addiction. You're halfway there and then we can get you help. And then you don't even need three things. You need one. And then the rest can be taken care of from there. Yeah. What a great. Go ahead, Jeff. No, that's great advice. So thank you for sharing that. We don't like the way we look. So if you can look at yourself in the mirror and say that, you're already on your path to recovery. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's huge. So anyway, so uh, if I could just you, real quick. Uh, Angel yeah, yeah, talk to us about the event. What is happening on the 18th? You, you talked about some giveaways. You have some really cool stuff to, to give away. So how can people partake or support that on the 18th? So definitely, obviously, donations are very welcome uh, and encouraged. And again, if you can't do it for me, do it for your local um, substance place or, or just donate your time. But uh, for me personally, it's, you know, it's Angels Anchors is a GoFundMe there. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on all the, the social media platforms. Uh, just It's just very simple. Jerry Bradley or Angels Anchors on all of them. And uh, I'm working on some things, uh, trying to do a little bit of event. I don't want to get too much into it because some, some things aren't uh, concrete. But yep. what I am going to do is is have like a, um, a, a following the, with a camera and stuff. We'll be going live a lot. And it'll be kind of the day of Jerry's sobriety date. And um, as hopefully people are watching and, and they are donating, uh, I do have some wonderful packages. I have um, a couple wonderful paintings here that were donated from a local artist their flow art i don't know what people know what flow art is uh they're really cool and he was very nice to help me out and and so um you know if that's something you're interested in just make a comment about it um and you know to the highest bidder it'll go i have this huge starbucks um package and i'm I'm gonna say i use my connections with starbucks since i'm in dining um Mm -hmm. but it's it's easily over like three four hundred dollars worth of stuff and i got all, three bags i got this press i mean like you know how expensive starbucks is mm-hmm. uh so, you know, i'm gonna give that out and then you know for the chefs out there since that's our kind of low-hanging fruit that's our people uh i have this really badass um chef professional kit and there's 28 pieces in it from and it's all brand new it's all professional mm-hmm. grade from knives cutting boards digital thermometers uh cambros measuring spoons and all this and it's all oh, you cool. know, still awesome. in the wrapper restaurant grade uh and i have two sets of those uh and looking for good bids on that um for, for any bid over a hundred dollars uh you're more likely going to get uh some angels anchors merchandise obviously not just a sticker but uh i do have some surprises for that for anything over a hundred dollars i want to send a thank you uh and we'll, we'll do that and um I'm, i'll offer myself now don't get excited there joe uh <laughs> what, what i mean is I'll offer, my, I'll, I'll offer my services if anybody needs any kind of consulting work or whatever and if you really want to get crazy and, and give you know a nice big donation heck i'll come cook a you know private dinner for you, you can you can hire your own private chef i'll be happy to um you know i'm not going to set any um financial uh, monetary values on there, but obviously that would have to be pretty substantial for me to fly and go somewhere, but I would love to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if somebody yep. wants a private chef, I do have a five-star background. I've cooked for presidents, rock stars, movie stars. I know all these guys. Uh, I'd be happy to do it. Um, I'll even right. give you my famous creme brulee recipe. Um, you know, we got to keep it French around here. Um, 
And at the end of the day, for the one lucky winner, I, I may give away my uh, most beloved prize of all, and that is my French flag. And I'm going to have Christian sign it, and I'll send it to you. <laughs> and if you haven't figured out Christian's Austrian, and that's, you know, so we have this little rivalry going on. Uh, so, yeah, so there's, one there's special really, winner, there, you're going to get a There's really no rivalry. I think the French are the only ones which realize that the best pastries come from Austria. That's why in France they call them Viennese pastries uh, <laughs> because they, they don't want to take any credit for it because they know we do it better. And anywhere else in the country, they, they call it French pastries. <laughs> but no, no, listen, I, I worked in France. Uh, actually, my wife and I get married in France. So France is, yeah. uh, we, we love France. But anyway, yeah, giveaways <laughs> for everybody, you know, for certain donations. You can, I got some really good ones here. And uh, my own personal time. And we're going to have like the following of Jerry Day. Uh, obviously, I can't that's bring awesome. the camera into the meeting that day. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's forbidden, but, um, you know, you'll see me probably go in and out. So, but please just help whether it's me, it's not about me. It's, you know, mm-hmm. all this money, all this stuff is donated. All this money is going straight into an account that is going to sit there and, um, go straight to scholarships and stuff. And my big surprise I kind of alluded to on, on, on social media today was I did finalize, uh, I am now an affiliate of nine line apparel. If you don't know what nine line apparel is, Google it. And, and they're a Savannah based company, which is just down the road for me. I know the guys mm-hmm. very well. Uh, and they, they sell some really awesome stuff. They're obviously mm-hmm. very uh, kind of like military type stuff, but they got it. I mean, they, yep. they sell everything. Uh, so I will be putting out my discount code. And if you enter that in, you will get 10% off. And then as more uh, orders I get past 10, you know, 20, then you'll get 20 to 25% to even to 30% off. And once I get to um, the second tiers of stuff, I will actually even get some commission off of that, which will go to Angels Anchors. I do not keep a cent. Everything I've spent on this thing, I've paid out of pocket. This is not, this is not money for Jerry. This is from helping people that suffer like I do. Chef, so, we really appreciate you being on today and, and giving this whole cause a, a voice and being the spokesperson for that. So thank you for that. And I see the biggest takeaway, if I could wrap up what you just said about uh, that anchor day, it's the, it's the listeners. This goes out to the listeners and the listeners can actually make a difference in somebody's life that mm-hmm. day and every day when they can, when they can, uh, uh, do a great cause to this. So, you know, making a difference, like you had said earlier, it, it will make them feel good too, that they know that they've made a difference. And, and just one last thing, I'm sorry, gentlemen. Um, motorcycle club. The Angels Anchors is, has a local motorcycle club. My patch is coming. Uh, I do want other uh, towns in, in, in states. If you want to be, make your own motorcycle club, the only thing you have to do is buy your patch and I'll do the rest and I'll send the rest and you can, you know, help raise money. Bike bikers and poker runs and stuff are great fundraisers mm-hmm. and you get to wear this really cool logo. It has yep. a secondary logo. You can, you know, for all you sons of anarchy wannabe guys out there, you can be angels, anchors, anarchies guys. Okay. Uh, so that's another way to help out. And that, that's, that's coming soon too. So we appreciate you being on uh, today's call. As you guys know, uh, Joe and I are the founders of the Culinary Executive Mastermind, and we 
support hospitality professionals growing their career and their business. And one thing which is really important to us is the power of relationships. And, and you are a great example. We always say that you become the average of the five people you spent most of your time with. It's always fun spending time with you. We appreciate you guys listening to our podcast today. I will link all of the information from Cherry in the podcast itself so you know how to get a hold of him and how to support him. Go on Facebook, like your stuff, and support him if you can. Any closing words from you, Joe? I just want to say let's go out there and make a difference. Absolutely. Great. Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. Jerry. Thank you, guys.